0: This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Ann Nicholson Weber, and my guests today are involved in the production of A Christmas Carol at Goodman Theater. And we're going to specifically be talking about stage magic, stage effects. The uh, director, William Brown, is here with me, Scott Kahn, the production manager, and Matt Chandler, assistant production manager. And maybe a good place to start would be the entrance or the exit of Jacob Marley, which is one of the first really cool, magical things that happens on stage. We've had the door knocker turn into a face. That's the very first intimation we have that something supernatural is going on. And then Scrooge is in bed and suddenly is visited very dramatically by this pretty scary ghost of Jacob Marley. They have a conversation and then Jacob is basically dragged back to someplace bad
1: <laughs> 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 through
0: the through the fireplace. And let me just to kind of create the atmosphere, let me play the sound that accompanies that moment as oh, wow. uh, Jacob is dragged back. My
2: time is illegal. Expect that that the first tomorrow the one. Expect the second of the next night at the same hour. Could I take them all at once and have an overdrack? Jacob, oh, the third upon the next night, the last stroke of midnight has ceased to vibrate. But
3: no, you see me no more. And look that for your own sake,
0: Ebenezer, you remember what has passed between us. So that Sets a little bit of the tone of what we're seeing. Maybe, um, Bill, you could talk just briefly about the artistic effect that you that you try to get. What do you want the audience to feel as this is happening, and what is the purpose of the way that you've staged this? And then we can talk to Matt and Scott about how it's done.
3: Well, there is an obligation throughout the show to find ways to tell a story that uh to, to to make events happen that are magical, that are supernatural, however you wanna however you wanna phrase it. Uh and I, I I I I've been an actor for a long time and as well as a director, and I was I played Fred in the old production at the at The Goodman, uh the one that Michael Maggio directed. You know, in, in those days, it wasn't that dissimilar, mm-hmm. except the technology wasn't nearly as uh, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. It's an it's it's imp- it's an important exit because Ebenezer Scrooge needs to understand that if he doesn't change his ways, he'll be staying in the same place. Right. And then we've worked on it in a lot of different ways in the book. There's Um, there are fellow ghosts. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are people, there are bankers and whole governments, people who did not look around and see who was in need, who uh, wanted their help and needed their help. And now they are desperate to come back. If mm-hmm. only to help someone, mm-hmm. and for a couple of years we did a, a, an effect, and, and 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 Matt and Scott can tell you more about that with uh, this special machine um, I call the magic box; they call panorama uh, that um, created images of ghosts floating around, and mm-hmm. we and we taped actors. Um, uh, we used actors' voices to create some of that. The 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 that. that, that those horrible cries that, that are in the book. Uh-huh. Um, we struggled with it. This year we went back to something a little more terrifying and, and uh, uh, dragged him back.
0: Uh-huh.
3: So it, it, it changes artistically. It changes because of new technical abilities. It changes because these guys learn stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, you know, but the goals are the same.
0: Well, Scott, you've been with this production for how long? Ten years. And um, so let's go back to what Bill was describing the last iteration where we had these uh, wraiths, these other ghosts swirling around. How did you do that technically? Can you describe some of the technology involved?
2: Well, I'm actually going to pass that on to Matt because uh, <laughs> it was it was a uh, it's all done through projections, and mm. that is uh, something. When I brought Matt on, that was something that he was focused on, and and that's when we started layering projections onto the show three years ago.
1: Three years ago,
0: there and were no there were no projections before then? Correct. Oh, correct. Cool. Huh.
2: So that was uh, a new technology we brought onto the show to kind of enhance what we were already doing.
0: Yeah. So, Matt, you want to talk about?
1: Well, it's, uh, I mean, simply put, it is in essence a media server. It's a computer that stores these images and has a playback system that we can trigger through our light board mm-hmm. um, that then allows us to build and create these different effects, you know, in conjunction with what Bill's trying to do and the lighting designer and everybody else. Um, to, you know, tell that story. There were, uh, when I came on, there were the the sound effects mm-hmm. of these voices and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it was a question of, well, how can we enhance that without turning it into, for a, a lack of a better term, playing a movie on the set. Right. Um, so it was, you know, taking those different things like these voices, these horrible bankers and things like that and giving them an image. Mm-hmm. Um, though it, we did tape actors faces and create actual like forms we we kind of blurred their faces Mm -hmm. um so that it was more amorphous and Mm -hmm. less like oh well that's that actor in that scene Mm -hmm. it became more distorted very ghostly very Mm -hmm. transparent Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what um adding projections into an already established show can do is it can add another layer but you have to be very careful that you're not overstepping, you know, showing up the rest of the production. You have to find a very fine balance between the two.
0: Well, just a very, probably simple-minded question. When you're using projections, first of all, where is the projector? And second of all, what is it projecting onto?
1: Um, Well, the projector is located in the very um, back of the house in our, what is our follow spot booth. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually at the very top and back. Um, and we're projecting on the existing set, the set that has been around for 10 years. years. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a kind of, when this technology came out, how do we incorporate it with what we already have? Um, can it also project on the, it can project on the smoke as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, because
0: I would think Mm -hmm. if it were like following the rectilinear set, a ghostly face kind of wrapping around a corner would look weird. Wouldn't it?
3: It's more interesting than that. I think partly because of the smoke and and uh-huh. and it has movement. It's uh-huh. not like a it, it's not like a stamp. It And it's, we
2: are projecting a, a video clip, so it's actually a moving mm-hmm, image mm-hmm. and right. and really all we're doing is projecting a it's the same type of projector that you would project onto a movie screen. It it just follows the shape of what whatever what is there right. and then we can mat in or cut into specific areas on the set through this uh through Panorama, which is this media server. So you can tell it to just, you know, the projector. All we want to see is images on the, say, the painting in the Scrooge Mm -hmm. bedroom. Right. Or Mm -hmm. it can be the entire stage. Right. And so that's something we work on as we're in the tech process of determining how much of the room do we want this to encompass. Right. And I think when it gets the most interesting is when we start layering things on it, where it starts projecting on the walls, but it's also projecting on the smoke, which gives it a dimensionality that that part of the show never had before.
0: And how do you – I would think that when you're projecting a movie, you have to worry a lot about the lighting around it, that you can't have very bright light. Is that right?
2: And that's something we deal with with the lighting designer, uh, that – this is all has to be coordinated. It's not just we just add projections onto it. We actually have to coordinate that with the lighting designer, mm-hmm. and we have to coordinate that with the sound designer, who's sure. layering sound effects on top of it. So it's a really collaborative yeah. thing that we. You really can't work out. Till you're actually sitting in the theater all together. So mm-hmm. it's a kind of fast paced mm-hmm. kind of work through it. And, Tech week uh, uh, intensity. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: and this year we did we we changed that exit. Uh, we do have a, a, a new Scrooge this year, a wonderful new Scrooge, John Jodd. Uh, and in rehearsals, the scene with Marley became quite um, painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and and ultimately, all the effects, almost all the effects go away, and it's two old men sitting on a bed talking. Right. Uh, and, and that was, you know, it... it we sort of couldn't afford, it seemed to me, this rather lyrical exit, this rather mm-hmm. extended exit. Uh, so instead, it, I mean, this year, Marley's exit is quite violent, is yeah. quite sudden. Yeah. And uh, and it cuts through, I mean, it, 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 it's a better bookend to the kind of scene that uh, is now being played. I mean, we never go in and just Change things for the thing for the sake of changing things. Right.
0: Uh Well, and it's always, I think, interesting in this day and age when uh, we elect to use less, less, less technology, less effect, um, because there is. I feel such a pressure on the theater, at least one piece of the theater, the big expensive mm-hmm, theater, yeah. to be really super cool, you know, and to compete with the kind of Broadway spectacular. Theater magic, um, so I think it's really interesting to talk about a case where you mm-hmm. felt like less would be more because of the relationship that was being right. created on stage. Right? Yeah. Um, well, although we should, I should just say that it is really cool, <laughs> oh, <laughs> even good, without good. the ghostly, uh, you know, sort of specters swirling around. It 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 is. Um, as as the actor is, he, he seems to really be dragged by the heels by something that's in the fireplace, right. and he's struggling right. to stay. And it feels, it does, it feels very violent right. and uh, scary. And the
2: technology can really assist the actor in that right. because we have a lift that's actually built into the Scrooge yes. unit. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody underneath that unit who's controlling a uh, a small lift that's actually that can raise and, lo- and can lower him down fast or slow, and so mm-hmm. we can kind of respond to what is developing out of rehearsal and what is developed out of the show Mm -hmm. because we've got that technology in there. So we can do a very slow lowering or we can do a very quick lowering or anywhere in In between.
0: between. Well, I still can't actually – Picture what the actor is doing. He's been talking to Scrooge. We start to hear s- scary music and noise, right. and there's some kind of green, f- yes, lightning ish lights. Yes. And then what physically happens to the actor? The floor and
2: starts shouldn't. to go, go down, but, he, but under he,
0: the, he isn't no. on it yet. Right? No, no, no. He has he to does. get back. The actor makes him. that happen. All right, so the actor falls to
2: his
3: knees and and fights an unseen force. Right. And by the time he gets to the hearth, Uh, uh, that's the elevator. So now he's on his knees
0: on the elevator, and his and that's starting
3: to go. Mm -hmm. Yes, and he can control how much he's going to go down. I mean, you know, Scott's right. It's such a collaboration.
0: So, Bill, at what point did you start to think I'm going to change Marley's exit this year? I don't want all of that swirling spirit stuff.
3: I think it was the after the first day we really rehearsed that scene. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, and it's important to scare Scrooge uh, at the top yeah. of this, And but at some point, it really became a conversation between old friends, right? one of whom was dead. And we really cut out all the sound effects. Mm-hmm. I mean, we give them that about, into I don't know, a quarter of the way into the scene, mm-hmm. uh, and I realized that... We needed to jerk this Marley out of there.
0: Yeah, because he wouldn't him.
3: <laughs> yeah, not convince him, not uh-huh. remind him, just go, time to go. Now.
0: Right, gets the hook. And, right.
3: uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that, you know, we all get excited by, you know, a, a, a new way in, but it, it very much came out of what, what, what I was seeing in rehearsals. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, let's talk next about uh, flying because flying is always cool. And so the visitation of the first spirit, which is the ghost of Christmas Past, she—well, in this this year it's a she—as uh-huh. um, I my impression of her entrance is there are all these little sparkling lights that suddenly turn out to be embedded in the set, and I'm not quite sure what I was seeing, but there's a sense of dazzle kind of as she appears, and she does fly in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's a long conversation, and now she's going to escort Scrooge, and now they both have to fly. And the thing that, as I was talking to my 11-year-old niece, who was my companion for this year's uh, visit to the show, um, we couldn't figure out, we couldn't imagine what is up in the the fly space that the over the stage that allows them to go any direction it seems like they it's not like it's just a track for instance that mm-hmm. can go up or down um, and so so maybe one of you two uh, production guys can explain yeah. what what's back there well or up there
2: well in in reality the only directions they can go are, are left and right side and to and side down. okay um, and Uh, what is up in the air is, uh, there are two winches that do the raising and lowering of the people. Mm -hmm. There is a, there's a, a, a truss, which is a a kind of a big aluminum structure that holds two tracks that allow them to travel back and forth. And then there's actually four crew people who control that. Mm -hmm. And there is one person assigned to each person flying that controls their up and down. And then there's another person for each of the actors on stage that controls their left and right. Uh-huh. So the person who's operating the up and down and the person that ha- operating left and right have to work together very right. closely. Right. And so that's really it, – it's actually a very simple system with a lot of safety built into it right. for because of the fact that we are – carrying a human being up into the air
0: right quite um, high up into the air i was thinking
2: yes um the <laughs> both uh, when when the ghost of christmas past is getting into her preset position um she's actually brought up 40 feet into the air mm-hmm. and then travels in uh and when scrooge and pass go out they're probably going about 30 35 feet into the air so they're they're well above the the stage floor right. up into the fly loft and um uh,
0: and they're just hanging there when they're up there they're literally thirty five feet off the stage, yeah. just hanging and th- in- th-
2: their hands are in in th- their 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 movement uh their their literal movement mm-hmm. is controlled by that crew backstage who is mm-hmm. watching. On video monitors and watching out from backstage to see what they're doing.
0: So is it like, you know, a, a little helicopter that my son has with some kind of a, the, a the, joystick the, or something? What up, is it? The
2: up and down is a joystick. Uh-huh. And uh, the the left and right is actually still done manually with with ropes. So you're so literally they're pulling. pulling, they're pulling ropes uh, for them to go back and forth. How quaint. Yes. <laughs> and it's actually a way that it, it actually gives a lot more. Con- it gives it quite a bit of control that way. Uh-huh.
0: And how long have they been flying? How long has that been part of the show? Uh,
2: there what? has been flying in the show for the the ten years that I've been part of it. But yeah. even before that, at the Old Goodman Theater, they were still doing. They mm-hmm. were still doing already flying. doing the
0: flying. The
3: yeah. first time I did the show, um, there was this comet-like. Uh, it literally was um it was a silver ball with stuff. It was literally <laughs> a, uh, a silver ball a, of tinfoil. Uh, yeah. On uh what, what do you call it? Like a it pendulum? Was a big,
2: big pendulum. Yeah,
3: uh-huh. big pendulum went foomp across the across the darkened set uh-huh. and, and this silver comet went by. And then coming from the direction that the comet went uh-huh. uh offstage left, from offstage left came past. Holding on to a trapeze, huh. holding on to, uh, uh, you know, the top of a trapeze. Right. And they, so they held onto that. They landed onto the Scrooge's bedroom unit and the trapeze flew out. That's how it, that, that's how it was done when I first did it. <laughs>
2: and when we originally started this production, when we originally started this production here at the Goodman, at the, at the Goodman on Dearborn, right. uh, only past flew at the start.
0: Not Scrooge.
2: Uh, well, Scrooge Scrooge flew up and down, but he didn't go back and forth. Oh. Mm. And so after a couple of years, we decided that uh, we needed to add into that system and enable Scrooge to fly back and forth. Because in the first couple of years, we relied on, Scroo- right. uh, on past traveling back and forth to hold on to Scrooge's hand and I actually drag, drag him mm-hmm. back and forth to create a pendulum. Actually, when Bill was playing Scrooge. For the first year or two that's how he yeah. was
3: flown yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: and so again we have kind of grown the technology into the show as the show has evolved over the the past years
0: now is that um are there i think i heard somewhere that there are people who specialize in flying and they come in and mm-hmm. kind of we, paste we, it in is we, that right? we
2: bring in a a outside company called uh zfx and this is what they do they mm-hmm. fly people uh-huh. uh in the entertainment industry and The reason we do that is they have the equipment, they have uh, the safety stuff built in so we can bring that in. And then they have people who choreograph these flights that come in Mm -hmm. and work with Bill and work with us on making sure that the system gets installed safely, that everything's working well. And then they spend the tech week here with us and a day before tech working with the actors and Bill to get kind of the flying sequence that we want to achieve and Mm -hmm. then training the crew how to do that.
0: So. Has it changed at all in the last several years? Has that kind of been laid down for a while? Uh,
3: uh, technically, it gets faster and more powerful yes. and uh-huh. more yeah. accurate. And this was this year was definitely an upgrade in terms of what they could do and in mm-hmm. terms of smoothness, making more of a curve rather than mm-hmm. a V mm-hmm. uh, and faster, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and again, it changes because the actors are different. Um, Last year's past was a, a, a kind of mischievous boy kind yeah. of version of past, and and it you had to completely rethink how this more elegant, uh, mm. more assured of herself. Right. Um, I mean, she's going to fly differently, and some of the uh, rambunctiousness of last year's past. Uh, changes. So right. she has a different flight pattern. Right. That makes sense. Uh, and, and John flies a little differently, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I I don't know. I've seen John Judd perform for decades, and I can't remember him ever flying before. Was this his first? It was his
3: first. <laughs> I think it's everyone's first. It was my first. Yeah. It was Larry Ando's first. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, it, it, getting to fly isn't all that common right. <laughs> in the right. theater. Right.
0: And, I mean, I could well imagine you'd. You're not necessarily thrilled. I mean, I would find it very scary.
3: Well, I didn't like it the first time because we had a different kind of harness.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And – uh <laughs> it's it just uncomfortable isn't com- you have to wear it for an entire act
0: cuz it's got to be under your nightdress dress yes, hidden yes, there yes yes
3: right? and it 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 was somewhat medieval mm-hmm. uh uh um inquisition like <laughs> in, in, in the effect it had on the me. iron maiden right mm-hmm. uh uh and then we got a new system and 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 i mean the difference in the harness you know uh, sort of it allowed me to enjoy it and mm-hmm. by the last year i did it i just wanted to go higher and faster I was really it was really sad when I flew my last flight. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and did
0: John feel that way?
3: <laughs> John's loving. it. Yeah. He really is. He took to it quite easily. Uh-huh.
0: I mean you, it you, it seems like it would take some acrobatic uh talent, but I guess really that's not the case. Anybody can can anybody fly? I,
2: I think anybody can fly. There'll be some who are more adept at it than others. Mm-hmm. Um it really has to do with knowing how to control your body and kind of knowing how to use your core. Uh, Mm. You know, dancers are really adept at going up and flying because they know how to – of hold their bodies. When you think about it, they're really being held up by two wires at their hips. Right, mm-hmm. and so you have to know how to hold your your torso so that your body doesn't lean forward and back. Um.
0: Can you could you at, literally do a, a cartwheel within uh, the harness? If you we, 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 we
2: did yeah. we it's a certain type of harness that you have to have for that. And we mm-hmm. tried that one year, and it just didn't work very well.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Shank, this year's past, uh, is a as a an incredible actress and also part time Pilates instructor uh-huh. and. Uh, Our our fight guy our our fly guy said it's the best training. Mm -hmm. It's even better than a dancer who still needs to depend on the earth to bounce Mm -hmm. off of. But if. A Pilates, Pilates person. Just all about all about core. Right. And she flies beautiful. Yeah. 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 And I mean he took away tricks that she was doing.
0: Well, what is the job of the production manager or the assistant production manager with respect to, say, the flying? I mean, you, we you've outsourced this company that comes in and does some of it. What are you what is your guy's responsibility? Maybe um Matt, you could just talk about since you're the
1: um, I next mean, guy down. <laughs> our, our, our responsibility is, as always, is to ensure the safety and the well-being of the production. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we bring in a company like this, um, we're bringing them in because we've worked with them before. They have a reputation. Um, and to be honest, they know that particular aspect of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it day in, day out. And that's something that we then don't have to take on our shoulders, right. but we're still down there. You know, we're down there with Bill and everybody while it's being choreographed, making sure that, you know, everybody feels comfortable because it comes down to whether the crew and the actor are comfortable doing what they're doing. Right. Um, if there's any, you know, if somebody's uneasy or unsure about that, it'll come out in the performance. Right. I mean, you'll, You'll see people who are just you know they're like, "Oh, well, they don't have that confidence, you know, are they gonna land in the spot right you know, do they have faith that the person on the joystick is going to bring them where they need to a smooth and, landing, right, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it comes into it's a whole lot of um respect in what each other is working on right. um one of the big things that Scott pointed out this year to do was to make sure that the crew who does the flying and the actor build a rapport, build mm-hmm. a relationship so mm-hmm. that they have that trust that, you know, if something were, you know, not exactly right, it's not immediately going to shake their confidence. It's right. going to be like, oh, okay, well, this happened. And then I they're immediately so. working right. on that. Right. And that's something that we work on all the time.
0: So who who are the crew members? Is it in the program? If I looked carefully, the... The, fly- you'll, you'll, the
1: flyers? It, it's, it's any, it, they're not
2: listed necessarily as flyers. They're just part of the stage crew.
0: Stage crew. Yeah. Okay. And, but is it a special skill or something they've just learned in the course of this production?
2: This group that we've got doing it has actually done it for the past three or four years. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've been with Christmas Carol for a period of time. But when they all started, none of them had ever flown before. So mm-hmm. uh, that's another re- – had flown actors before. That's another reason why we bring in an outside company because – Train them. They train them on the appropriate ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to reiterate what Matt was saying there, you know, one of the most important things, The thing I came into the rehearsal this year and realized that when we started the fly rehearsal, the actors had not actually been introduced to the crew who was flying them. Uh-huh. And one of the things is, is, and I think Bill can attest to this too, is you need to be able to know, who, number one, who's flying you, but number two, to know the name of the person that's flying you that's and, the- and have that relationship be it you know james or jess or or chris or Eureka who are doing it right to say hey james you know just a little bit more up or down or that is that is the core to starting out the whole sequence of flying and if you don't build that right away uh, it's gonna show
0: it's gonna show yeah. really quick well let's talk about the flying artistically we've sort of at least vaguely understand it technically now <laughs> um, bill as you think about that scene it can't be like harry potter you know we're not going to actually see them fly in fact you know inevitably the lights shine on the wires you can't really help it so how do you how do you frame what you're tra- the the feeling you're trying to create
3: well it it, it is the f- she flies into his bedroom that gets his attention right uh, i mean the effect of that can't be under underestimated. Right. He, he has to deal with her. And then she says, take my hand. Really? Ebenezer Scrooge is going to take this, anybody's hand. Anybody's hand. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, taking this entity's hand mm-hmm. uh, is a step. Uh, he is uh, it, it, what we've done in the last few years is that She goes, and the bedroom leaves him. Mm -hmm. So he has no choice but to fly.
0: So the the set rolls back. The the
3: bedroom Mm -hmm. set rolls out from under him. Right. And he is left hanging there, and uh, it Mm -hmm. is fearful. And he, you know, yells for her to come back, and she comes back, and he does take her Mm hand, And off they go. Uh, uh, He he is terrified. (laughs) He doesn't understand it. He has no choice. Right. And then, by the time they they fly into the um, the past, and into where he grew up, to the schoolyard, um, he has, and Larry did it different differently than 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 John than John Judd does. But mm-hmm. uh, they have found some degree of confidence, mm-hmm. and even by the time they're done, some joy.
0: Yeah, in the flight. Yeah.
3: I mean, flight. Yeah. Who who can resist that? Even right. Ebenezer Scrooge. So by the time he lands in the schoolyard in the past, he's already softened up a bit. Yeah. I mean, the entire play is about him unsoftening. The entire mm-hmm. play is about him fighting those those impulses, fighting those things that happen to him. Uh, <clears throat> but they do happen. Right.
0: right.
3: And in the book, I mean, he is he is constantly seduced by what the spirits have to say to him. And then he constantly gets back on his feet and starts fighting again.
0: Mm -hmm. To to stay the same. Well, let's go ahead now to um, Ghost of uh, Christmas Yet to Come, which is probably the, well, maybe not the darkest sequence, but it's one of the two really dark sequences, I think. I I always think of the children, um, what is it, ignorance and want? Want and ignorance. As maybe the most Mm -hmm. awful moment. As Mm -hmm. a child, I remember them Mm -hmm. as the scariest Mm -hmm. moment in the play. but. Uh, Ghost of Christmas Yet to Be is this death-like figure, you know, a hooded, faceless, enormous, black, shrouded, silent, which is part of the terror of him or her. (laughs) Um, And I gather that that's uh, an effect, because how tall is the figure?
2: Um, I think we're
0: roughly 12 feet Twelve feet, so essentially really? dub, mm-hmm. double a height of a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I gather from our conversation before we started recording that um, this is something that has changed the way you've done this has changed uh, even fairly recently. Is that right? Or, yes. Yeah. Uh,
3: well, as the historian, so, as the oldest person in the room, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it, when in in the old space in the old production, um, it was it started out as a spirit on stilts. Mm-hmm. So that probably gave him. A Couple more feet, two or three more feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was still the shrouded, the black shrouded figure. And then, uh, and I'm not. it might have been Henry Godinus. Somebody came up with the idea of what if there were multiple ones, so mm-hmm. that a light would come up and he's over there. Light would go out. He's ah, over there. So, so that was quite a wonderful effect too. Mm-hmm. The exit, Scrooge goes screaming back to his bedroom, and the they there is a now a. And that was a human person Mm -hmm. on those stilts. Right. As he runs back into his bedroom, there's a puppet spirit yet to come, Christmas yet to come, who is jerked out
1: uh, uh, of the room. Flies up Mm -hmm. out of the
3: room with a screeching sound. Mm -hmm. And that was was pretty darn good, too. Yeah. Then originally here, it was based on a a gravestone in Graceland Cemetery here in Chicago.
2: And so that was a person – in the shroud, but standing on a, on that tombstone, a facsimile of the tombstone. Uh-huh. And that was rolled out, uh, and they took Scrooge through their journey, and mm-hmm. then the tombstone was rolled away again. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, and then that lasted for a number of years. Yes. Uh,
3: and when I, when I took over, yes. I brought back the, the shrouded human, yep. but yep. I said, hey, what if we flew him? Mm-hmm. And, uh, 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 we do. Yep. We do. And- and now this this particular year, we decide, I I don't want you to. I mean, you can see the wires if you look, but mm-hmm. but I don't want to see him fly in.
0: Mm-hmm. I
3: just want him to appear there, and, yeah. and everyone sound, fog lights, everyone actors, everyone does a beautiful job of making that appearance yeah. happen. Yeah, it's quite surprising.
0: And then, I mean, I honestly didn't know there was an actor in there because of the height and because. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't picture how where the person would oh, be because the it, right, arms move from the right. shoulder. One uh-huh, of the most uh, uh-huh, poetic moment, moments uh-huh, is when this this arm just very uh-huh, slowly uh-huh. starts to point. So how is that done?
3: Oh, it's quite it, there's quite a structure in there. Yeah, and they, they, they have, the,
0: the the actor has arm extensions,
2: you know, so <laughs> they basically holding on to large, I mean, essentially sticks that extend yeah. their arms out so that. Their shoulder is where Huge the shoulder shoulders. would be, and their mm-hmm. shoulder pads built into there. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then, what are they standing on to give them the height?
2: He's not standing on anything. He's being hung. He's, he's oh, being—he's basically. on another one of, He's on one of the flying lines. The harnesses. Yeah. And he's uh, just suspended that far over the ground, so mm-hmm. we can get the scale with his gown hanging and the all the way down just to the stage, draping down to the stage. Yeah. Um, he also has a large piece of headgear on, so that the head is in scale, but mm-hmm. an actor's. You know, he's basically got a football helmet on that has the shroud and everything built over the top of that.
0: And what is uh, hiding his face in the opening of the hood?
2: There's a scrim panel in there that allows the actor to be able to see out, but us mm-hmm. not to be yeah. able to see in. Mm-hmm. It's
3: it's quite a challenge for the actor, for yeah. any mm-hmm. actor, to hang there for mm-hmm. what do we say? Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes.
0: Essentially immobile, except for a except very for the few. Occasional, dramatic. You know, I
3: mean, gestures. it's you know, your feet aren't touching the ground, right. aren't touching anything,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, this is for you. You've been living with this play, this production for a really long time, and you have this huge vocabulary of ideas that people have had over the years, plus new ones that you come up with. Is it... Is it important to, that it changes? Are there things you look back and you say, you know, that was better. Let's go back to that. What how, Sort of how do you sort through that treasure house of ideas that have <laughs> built good. up over the years?
3: Uh, I, I get asked that a lot. Uh, uh, it,
0: it, that's never a good it, it thing for an interview. <laughs>
3: no, 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 no. But it, it's understandable. A play that's been done for 33 years. Right. It can't not change. I mean, even if you set out to recreate, and one could, I suppose, my memory's not that good, but uh, could come close to recreating what we did the year before, the year before, the world wouldn't let you. Mm -hmm. I mean, the world changes this play. We're all uh, uh, different a year later, and whether it's boom times or bum times, Uh, every director i can guarantee who's ever directed this play begins rehearsals by saying wow is this the perfect year to do a christmas carol or what Uh, right (laughs) Uh, you know (laughs) right and 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 it, it 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 you start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, cast changes, even if you wanted the exact same actors every. Th- th- that's not the way it works. Right. Tiny Tim on to, can um, only they, do it. Yeah, Tiny Tim. <laughs> but you years know, at the uh, most. Uh, Larry went on to something different this year. Things <laughs> that changes for them as well. Right. Uh, it, it it keeps the. I mean, I think that's welcome. I think it's a wonderful thing that that new artists come in and see it differently, mm-hmm. feel it differently. Right. Um. So, it, I, I'm always a little. It, we always have a postpart uh, a postpartum post mortem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We always have. Well, actually, bu- it
0: is after a birth. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the production has been we born have, anew.
3: We have a post mortem uh, in February, usually, mm. uh, from January, February, after it's all over. And it always terrifies me that meeting because I'm afraid somebody will say, Do you have any new ideas? And I will say, No,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I, I don't have a single idea. Right. But the more, as, as the months go by and different people come on board, and and the world changes around you; mm-hmm. it changes mm-hmm. and, and you can't help yourself and then, when you get in a rehearsal room, it, suddenly we're going that way instead of this way, or technical things change uh mm-hmm. you know you make a decision about we cut out almost all of the narration this year uh we felt that we felt that we can tell this story without it uh and all the designers everyone agreed with that that changed it yeah. quite a lot really yeah, yeah. um uh. So there's never any, oh, my gosh, how can we change it? There's no pressure from anyone to it do anything happens. like that. Right. Uh, it, 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 but one would be a very bad director if if, if you didn't acknowledge that the world changes.
0: Okay. The audience
3: changes. <laughs> the audience changes. Yeah, yeah uh and and all the changes that happen with casting new you know this it's changed because we get new technical abilities right. that's you know these guys can tell you more about that but every year I mean, they come to me well we got something new new bag of tricks I, I you know i could weep with joy
0: right, right. <laughs> well i think it's um a delicate balance between keeping, you don't want to just change in order to change. You don't want to stay the same because people say, well, it's different. I liked it the old way. And so finding, in a way, it seems like a wonderful luxury. You've got this solid foundation of empirical evidence of 34 years of trying it out, you know, what really works and then what can you play with around that? So, well, thank you so much for joining me to talk about it. It's really fun to to see the making of, so to speak. thank you,
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank You're welcome. you.